my landlord selling, what comes next? We're gonna give you the rundown this morning. It's a scary time, uh, but rest assured, it's all gonna be all right. Morning, Jess. Morning. How are we? Good. It's our first one together. Our first morning minutes together. We've certainly not. Um, we've certainly had plenty of time in the office together. It's just but he's never done one of these. Never done a morning <laughs> minutes. How are we? Good. Good. It was nice. And Young Guns back. We're back. We're back. Another episode. Yeah. No, it was a nice run in this morning. It was quiet on the roads. Yeah, I do love a. Um, I do love getting in it a little bit earlier. The traffic is so much better. Yes, for sure. Um, but. This this topic's quite a big one because obviously it's, we're having this conversation every other day, bringing properties to market. Um, often they're tenanted properties, um, and it's not a nice phone call to sort of make or an email to send, you know, advising someone the property's going on the market. No, it's always a little bit uncomfortable. So the way that I usually will let the tenant know, I give them a call first, and they're usually a little bit shocked, and then I send the email. Um, it's yep. not as scary as it sounds, but that first phone call is a little bit scary because for majority of tenants, nine out of 10, this hasn't happened before and they don't really know what's going to happen next. Yeah, that's it. And if they've been in the property for a while or, um, you know, in some cases they've only feel like they've only just settled in, um, you know, it can be a little bit distressing thinking that, you know, now they've got to move again or they've got to move for the first time. And obviously it's a big, um, it's a big process moving. It's not. It's not easy. Not only that, it's inconvenient. So, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, having to clean your house. Like, so, for example, the first week that we um, launch a sales campaign, generally we'll come into the property for photography, floor planner. Um, we do a – it's called a sales caravan. So, all of us will go through and we have a look in the property um, and then two open homes. That's a lot of people in your house. Yeah, and for people that yeah, especially weren't used to that – We've had a couple of years off visitors um, with COVID. You know, when we were first sort of having these conversations, people were a little bit, you know, reluctant to give access. But um, we're going to sort of walk, walk you through the process of what happens when a notice of sale gets sent, um, you know, from the agent's perspective and then the tenants as well. So first thing, um, I think it's important that everyone knows their rights and obligations in the situation. So first and foremost, as a tenant, obviously you don't own the property, so it's not your choice what happens. The vendor has every right to sell the property. And I think that's kind of the most important thing that you have to remember. Yep, absolutely. And equally, you know, there's a lot of um, guidelines on fair trading and um, especially in your tenancy lease agreement as to what, you know, you can work with the tenant and what your rights are as well. So it's um, it's always best and like mutually beneficial when it's smooth. Um, and, often, you know, nine times out of 10 it is. But if you're ever in doubt, refer back to those websites or your lease yeah. and it will give you a really good indication of, um, of where both sort of parties sit. Because at the end of the day, the quicker that the property is sold, the better it is for everyone. Um, the tenant has less people coming into their property. They get to know what their next steps are. And it just, it's a smooth process yep. all around. Um, so first things first, the legislation and kind of the rights for the tenant. Um, when you get your notice of sale, there is 14 days notice given. Yep. 
So you are allowed, if you're not ready in that 14 days to start open homes, you're allowed to say, I want to wait my 14 days. That's it. So the first, yeah, first step's an email. And that's where we often follow up with a call, yeah. um, you know, out of courtesy. It's, it's a good opportunity for, as the agent, just introduce the team um, in a sort of friendly manner over the phone. Um, just get a bit of an idea as to whether they're working, tenants are working from home or what their arrangements are, um, how we can make it sort of as easy as possible so we're not, you know, um, in their hair too much. And yeah, just get a bit of an idea so we're all on the same page. And in that um, conversation as well, I think something that I always try to stress is the tenants don't have to worry they are protected by their lease agreement because the yep. first thought that people have is oh my god property selling i've got a lease which isn't necessarily the case that's it so um if you yeah if you're in a fixed term lease um you're obviously protected up until those dates and then if you're on a continuation lease again you don't have to move out instantly some people freak out again especially when this is not happening to them on a regular basis um they're thinking oh, i've got to move out next week that's definitely not the case you don't need to stress um and then yeah talk to your agent and they can walk you through what that looks like for your like individual um, circumstance even if you are on a month to month too you do you are given a significant time frame so if um the vendor landlord chooses to have the property vacant for the selling process um they still have to give you 90 days notice um at the time of sale then that turns to a 30 days notice um but if you're on a fixed term then it will remain for the entire of your agreement so you'll be safe if my lease ends in december you don't have to move out until you get notice 30 days before the end of your agreement which would be in december yeah cool so that's sort of the first step so um once you've um you know both spoken to the agent and the agent sort of contacted the tenant as jess mentioned you book in the the sort of particulars leading up to getting the property ready. So that's often photos and things like that. And then once you're on market, usually there's two open homes a week. Yeah. Um, these normally stick to a Wednesday and a Saturday. Um, but you know, in some cases we had a tenant that really couldn't do a Saturday and we did a Sunday instead. So I think just communication with the agent is a big one. You know, we've yeah. also had tenants that work um, irregular hours, like the a bartender, for example. Um, and so, sleeps during he's almost nocturnal sleeps during the day so we pushed all the open homes into the afternoon i think communication is just you know important all around for sure and also i think um giving so giving plenty of notice of when the open homes will be so yeah. um legally you're required to give 48 hours notice however uh, however like for us we both do our open home times Saturdays after the open um, for the next Wednesday, Saturday and Wednesday. So um, you get almost in some cases, 10 days notice of an open home rather than just the two days. And it makes it a lot easier for everyone. Yeah. So as just said, always in preparation for the week ahead at times there, um, it helps, um, you know, the tenants plan ahead because, you know, obviously you've got, you're working with two sets of calendars here. Um, you've got, you know, another person's calendars and with work and things like that. So it's definitely an inconvenience. Um, Lisa said there, a tenant can break the lease during the sales campaign up until seven. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So if you're not happy um, or you think, um, like we had a property where they thought it might be quite hard to find another um, townhouse, which was what they were looking for, but they jumped on realestate.com, found one that would suit and went straight away. 
which it then brings up is whether or not you should even start looking um some people hold out hope that the property will be purchased by an investor and then you can stay and some people prefer to start looking for another place and then that two weeks notice period is granted which is a good option yeah well that's right remember guys you've got up until settlement if you want to give your two weeks notice so um, officially the property is marked as sold um, but it's not settled so that means it's not gone on to a new ownership um, so you do have that bit of time um, Michael said there having a, to prepare an open home um, is a huge inconvenience absolutely um, absolutely it is um, for an owner occupier obviously it's just as much work um, tenants as well what compensation options are available rent reductions are definitely on the table um, it's a nice incentive and I guess um, you know, a way for a landlord to, um, you know, thank the tenant in advance for, you know, helping them um, make the property look the best it can be, um, you know, presenting nice for open homes. And not only that, it's also a free question for the tenant to ask. So if, because it is an inconvenience, um, you can request, ask the agent to ask the landlord on your behalf if a rent reduction would be an option um, to compensate, especially for like the amount of time spent cleaning. Sometimes you'll have to move your things out of the way. Um, it often happens when there is significant changes that have been requested of the tenant of the property. So moving some furniture out or moving things around so it presents a little bit nicer often there'll be a rent reduction as compensation for that um, but if you are the tenant and you think you're entitled to it you can ask they can always they might say no they might say no yes there's no obligation to do it but yeah it's a free question I think so free question is the best question um, and you know you don't ask you don't get so um, yeah rather than sort of feeling all tense about it just have a casual chat through the um, through the agent and then put the question out there uh, we've got a couple of other questions. Um, again, it's an opinion, right? So yeah. I think ask, it varies from situation to situation. Um, and some people as well, like their properties, sometimes there's absolute, it doesn't, it affects tenants in different ways. So if you're someone that's working from home, that you have like lots of children and there's things everywhere and then having to organize your kids and then work and there's a thousand things going on it might be a huge inconvenience for you to have the open homes for someone that is out of the house they live by themselves they keep the house pretty clean yep. it's not that much of an inconvenience so it really just depends person to person like you said with the bartender it was much more difficult yeah yeah i mean um you know luke sort of summed it up there every, it, everyone's got a little bit of flexibility and it's obviously an uncertain time but um yeah take it case by case guys you can't um you can't sort of give a um, an exact book to work by um, in sort of standard rent. Uh, so it's not like a rent reduction as such, it's a rebate. So it's often paid at the end of the campaign, um, whether it sells or not, but it's often paid at the end. Um, it's usually based on about $50 a week or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somewhere between 20 to 50, depending. Yeah. yeah. Again, it, it depends on the property. Um, you know, if we're talking week home, it might be a little bit more. Um, and like we said, the um, landlord has no obligation to say yes. So they can say no if they want to, but um, sometimes they say yes because like like we said before, it's in the best interest of every party that it sells quickly. So oftentimes they'll be willing to pay that little bit amount in order to make it um, a smoother process and so it gets sold faster. Yeah, it definitely goes a long way, you know, if you're a landlord, just... Um, you know, being able to offer that at the front of the campaign 
it's um it's a nice gesture yeah it does go a long way it makes a huge difference you know that everyone's on the same side working towards the same goal um certainly makes you know our job a lot easier and ultimately um a property that is not presenting the best it can it can affect the sale price yeah for sure um no. all right okay. so we've talked about getting property on the market um once you're sort of sold yes then what happens so then it's a lot of communication with the agent um, because first thing that they will probably tell you is whether or not it is an investor or someone that wants to occupy the property. Um, if it's an investor, that will likely, not all the time, but can oftentimes mean that you will be able to stay. Sometimes as it's a new landlord, there might be changes in rent. So that's another thing to take into account. There's no guarantee that after your fixed term ends that the rent will stay the same because it is a different landlord. Yep, that's right. Um, if it's an owner-occupier, then what happens? So there will be notice given um, to you guys either way. So you're gonna have plenty of time in advance. Um, communication from the, from the agent is always important. Um, you might even hear from the rental department, you know, if it's an agency like ours, for example, yeah. um, we have a property management team that looks after all of our tenants and landlords. Um, See, so, you know, often we've got like WhatsApp groups going where you, you're talking with, um, you know, the selling agents and then the property managers as well. Um, but, you know, any questions, shoot it back and, um, and they'll be able to help you. Um, another one I wanted to mention is like, obviously open homes stop. The only other real appointment that we often try and book in with tenants is like a pre-settlement inspection. Yeah. So that's about, oh, it depends, usually 10 minutes, half an hour, depending on the property. Yep. Um, what that means in that it's, so pretty much it's to check that for the purchaser that when they bought the property and now before settlement, there's been no changes. Um, so they'll come through and usually they just turn on all the lights, check the walls, check the stovetop works. Um, it doesn't really affect the tenant and it's a, it's a quick walk through, yep. um, but it's something that we just have to do. Yeah, it's usually two weeks sort of before settlement. Um, yeah. A question there about tenants' belongings and things like that in photos. Um, it can be removed digitally. Um, so what we can do with virtual furniture is take out, um, you know, pieces of furniture, family photos, things like that. Um, but if you don't want them in the photo, you know, the best thing is sort of if you can, to just take them out a lot of the time too when we go to so when photos are done um the agent will be there with the photographer and we sort of direct the like yeah. and we say our opinion so often we're moving things as well so if there is like a big stack of those photo frames that are connected we can move them um and the tenants often there too so we can physically remove them and digitally remove them as well it's very easy to work around yeah um okay cool so that covers almost I think everything. The last part, you know, we wanted sort of, I wanted to mention, we wanted to mention is, um, you know, along with the communication, it's so important. But if you feel like you want to move out, you know, at the start or you're going to start looking for a place um, at, at Novak, we're the largest rental agency on the Northern Beaches. So we, um, we're privy to a lot of what's coming on the market and we often have, you know, many properties available that might suit you. So um, we can often you know, refer you to uh, another property that you might want some more info on or something like that. For sure, but we need to know what's going on. So we'll be telling you each step and what we're doing, but we kind of need the same. So it's good um, from the tenant, if the tenant's letting us know, oh, I'm started going to open homes, I've started doing this, I've started doing that, because that way we can also help. 
Yep. And Lisa sort of summed it up there. It's honestly just, you know, being, um, just treating people the right way, um, yep. you know, on being on the same page uh, with communication. And being kind to people. Um, no yeah. one, I think sometimes the tenants think that when a sales campaign's happening, that the sales agents are just gonna jump in and completely disregard them. It's not like that at all. We wanna all work together to find a good solution for everyone. So just about being nice to nice to people. That's it. And it always does work out, you know, um, well, there's, it's, it's stressful at the start, but by the end of it, you know, it's, um, yeah. Yeah, it's all worked out nicely. For sure. I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Some good numbers there this morning. Yeah. Um, we hope we sort of clarified a few things there for tenants, owners. Um, if you're ever in doubt, reach out. We can um, yeah, give you a bit more info. Um, and it's all case by case, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, perfect. That's it. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day. <laughs> Billy, do you want to do the outro? I'll roll the outro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got one more question, actually. Oh. Um, something that we something that we, our little like herbs and spices secret. Um, we use WhatsApp groups for everyone to keep everyone updated. Um, it's a nice, easy way to um, keep it all on the mobile for people that are not on emails and things like that. Um, if people are overseas for landlords or whatever, partners are overseas, that's the best way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, often we've got a WhatsApp group running where um, we can keep all those updates in one place. That's the show. That's the show. Morning. Cheers guys. How are we doing?